0: Good morning, Heritage. How you doing today? You doing good today? Oh, man, well, I'm excited to bring the word to you. And I'm also excited about the 11 o'clock service. Um, our founding pastor, our apostle, Dr. Savell, will be with us in the 11 o'clock service. So I encourage you, if you have, don't have other plans, I encourage you to, to stay around for that as he continues to talk about um, direction that he's received from the Lord for 2020. And, you know, this morning... I want to teach a, probably a different message than I've really taught before because, you know, um, a lot of people don't understand, well, who is Dr. Savell, and and who are you? Is he the pastor? Are you the pastor? What's, you know, and and he's the founding pastor. He's been in ministry, him and Miss Carolyn, for 50 years. And what he's considered is an apostle. I and mean, we have churches all over, things, ministries and works that he's established all over the world. Whether it be in Kenya, whether it's Tanzania, South Africa, uh, he had offices in Singapore at one time. Um, we have churches in Australia. Um, there's a lot of works that we get connected to um, in Canada and, and throughout the world. In England, we have offices. And so, what he is is he's an he's an apostle, and and that means someone that is sent with a message, you know. And and I'm a I'm a pastor. My my role here and the gift that I am to the this body and this house is I am someone that feeds and I'm someone that guides. Yes. And, and this morning, I, I want to deposit some things into our hearts today because it's, it's really, you know, it's, I, I remember going to church growing up and I remember leaving, leaving unchanged. I remember, I've been born again now for 26 years and in that twenty six years of period of time, and i 'm not talking about being a young person i am talking about being in my twenties, coming to church and saying not that a wasn't that a great message and yet turning around and not doing one thing I heard, or at least i thought i, I at least I thought I was going to do something, but i didn't really maybe hold it to the value that I probably should have and and so and you're like, well, you know, well, pastor, I've been coming to church for, for years, longer that you've been, you, you, you've been alive and, and, and I know how to come to church. Well, I, I well then just, just receive today because I want everything that God has for me. And if you are planted in a house and you've been planted in this house, the word says those that are planted in the house shall flourish. In the courts, a lot of people aren't flourishing in their lives because they haven't got planted. They might be planted on a Sunday morning somewhere, but they're not planted on a consistent basis in their lives. So therefore, you know, it's kind of like if I take a plant and I plant it here and I decide to move it next week and then I decided to move it again and I decided to move it again. Then what happens is that plant is eventually never going to fulfill its purpose and what it was intended to do. And so I'm going to deposit some things in our hearts today on how do we come to church? Whether I'm speaking someone else or Dr. Savell, or and God calls you to another church. How do you come and how are, do you get ready for the word that is about to come forth? You know, last week I talked about expectation. And I talked about how, how we have to be expecting that what God said is, is, when he says it, it's his desire to come to pass in our lives and receive it as truth for our lives. And I don't have, I don't have time this morning with our, with our time today to go back and review those things, but I want to take a step in a, in a further direction. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. So good to have Captain Rex and LaDonna with us. Woo! So appreciate you. Our, kid go, our kids go to their youth camp down in Copper's Cove area. And what a great gift they are to the body of Christ. Go to Brazil and, and India and rescue people out of sex trafficking and, and what a great ministry they have. And we're so glad that we're connected to them. If I read this, I want you to know, it's a great day to be alive. It, it's a great day to be alive. One, why? It, it's, it's a great day. Why? Because I know the word says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. Yes. See, that, that's a that's good enough reason to show up to church. Yes. I'm telling you, where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst the midst of us. Man, come to church with that expectation that I'm going not to, not, not just to see that little preacher, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to experience Jesus today. I'm going to, I'm going to experience the presence of the Lord. I'm going to experience the tangible. I'm going to experience heaven. The closest thing that we can get to heaven down here. That's his presence. I'm also grateful for today because I get to hear my, my father in the faith in the next service. Amen. Now, you may ask, well, are you, are you trying to exalt yourself? Are, are you trying to exalt a man? Are you trying to, are you, are you trying to make, are you, are we, are, is, do you worship? Dr. said, no, not at all. We, we, don't, we don't put men up on pedestals as it pertains to certain eight ways, but we do honor I remember when I first came to Texas, the Lord had a, had me start doing something. And I remember I got here in 1999 and at that time, EMIC would have these meetings called 30 days of glory. And I remember the first time we, um, we we went there, I'm standing there and they're about to hand brother Copeland is about to introduce the speaker for that night. And the Lord spoke this to my heart and I've done it consistently throughout my time for 20 years being in Texas. And the Lord spoke this to me. He said, every time you're about to hear a message, every time you're about to hear a word, whether it's a pastor, a prophet, whatever, every time he goes, I want you to say this under your breath or out loud. I count it an honor for what I'm about to receive from your vessel today. You see, because if you approach that with honor, then what happens is you open yourself to receive something. If you know what, if you came here today and you're like, you're like, well, I'm just going to try this church out and we're going to see if we like that one. We're going to see if we like the music. We're going to see if we like the past. We're going to see if we like how long the service is or how how loud the music is and if they have this or they have that. And, and what happens if you come with that attitude, then, then you're going to, you're not going to receive, you may receive a few things, but, but ultimately the point is you come saying, I'm coming to hear from God, not necessarily that person. I'm I'm coming to hear the God that's going to speak through that person. And you're like, well, isn't it all about Jesus? It is. Isn't it all about God? It is. But what was Jesus' perspective about people that would speak into the lives of others on behalf of him? Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, thank you, Father, verse 40. Now, this is Jesus speaking, and he's talking to his disciples and those that are around him. And this is right after Jesus had sent them out two by two. He sent them out, and he told them, he goes, wherever you go, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, Cast out devils. And he says, whatever you, have, whatever you freely receive, what freely give. So he's talking to disciples. He's talking about people, men, that were to launch out on behalf of him. Okay? And he says this in verse 40. He says, he that receives you, receives me. Now think about that. He that receives you, receives me. See, if you don't receive me, then you're not going to receive the fullness of what Jesus wants to do in your life today. True. If you don't receive your pastor as your pastor, then you're not going to receive the fullness of what Jesus wants to reveal to you today. That's right. Now think about that. This is Jesus speaking. He says, he that receives you, <laughs> man, man, Disciples, some of them were a little weird. Some of them were a little crazy. Some of them were a little selfish. Some of them were a little, you know, they like to steal. So these natural men, Jesus says, he that receives you, receives me. If you don't receive your pastor. As a gift into your life, you can't receive what Jesus wants to produce in your life. If I don't receive Dr. Savell as the apostle of this house, then I can't receive where God wants to direct my life. You're you're exalting a man. No, you got to finish listening to the message today. We're not about worshiping a man or a person that has nothing to do with this. It's about honor. Yes. He that receives you receives me, and he that receives me receives him that sent me. So, look at this. If you receive me, then you're receiving him. And if you're receiving him, then you're receiving the heavenly father. Right. Right. Then get this, he says, he that receives a prophet In the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. What does a prophet do? A prophet speaks on behalf of God. So if you don't receive me as a pastor or Dr. Savelle as apostle or a prophet as a prophet, then you can't receive the benefit of their gift. Now, I I could say, Cassie, I have got, I have a gift. I have a gift in my pocket. I have a gift in my pocket. And this gift has the ability to change your life. And, and yet, I take it out. But yet, she refuses to receive it. Now, everything that she needs... That God wants her to have is wrapped up in in that gift somehow, some way. But yet she refuses to receive it. You see, if I refuse to receive, if I, now put it this way, in the past, in 26 years, I had an amazing pastor in my life named Jonathan Willie. I had an amazing pastor for a couple years named George Pearson. And I had an amazing pastor and apostle, Dr. Savell. Those have been the three main things. I haven't church-topped in 26 years. I, I have, you can put in three people I, I've submitted my life to in the last 26 years. But the thing is, is I am where I am today because I chose to receive the words, the revelation, the correction, the rebuke, the inspiration, the impartation that those gifts deposited in me and I'm telling you you will never reach your fulfilled assignment in life if you don't receive the gifts that God has placed into your life because he that receives you receives him you're going to be shortchanged if you don't have a pastor in your life amen You're, you're going to, there's something that's not going to be totally complete in your life. If you don't have a spiritual gift in your life, you say, oh, well, pastor, you know, you're making it all about minute. No, I'm not. I'm making it about the word. So, I mean, you can reject me this morning if you want, but ultimately you're going to be rejecting the word. Now I'm a pastor and this, this is part of, this is part of directing because we need to have an expectation for what Dr. Savell brings to this church. You need to have an expectation and a pull on what this pastor and other pastors that are in here and other people that God sends. Thank you, Father. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. So if I receive a prophet because he's a prophet, then I get what that prophet has. And what does he do? He speaks on behalf of God. If I don't receive him as a prophet, then I'm not gonna receive his word being valuable in my life. Then it says, he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. So it's how you receive, now get this, it's how you receive the God-ordained relationships that will determine the fruit that you experience in life. On, that's good. It's how you receive the God-ordained relationships. See, this woman right here is a God-ordained relationship in my life. And it's how I receive this gift in my life that determines whether I receive the benefits of that gift. Men, a lot of times you're wanting gifts, something from your wife, but you haven't received the gift yet. You might use the gift, but you haven't received the gift. You might be using a church, but have you received the church? You might be using a pastor, but have you received the pastor? Pastor. See, so often we look for things that we can get from people instead of what can I receive? There's a difference. Yes, yes, yes. There's a difference between love and lust. Yes. Love gives up, lust takes. So how I receive the gifts that God's placed in my life determines the fruit in my life. Thank you, Father. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. Father. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. For those that are... This is building an expectation ultimately because... See, our, our apostle released a word into our lives back in September. And the word is, in 2020, God will open a new door and bring about supernatural increase as never before. Now, if you look at that, all, oh, well, that's just a cute word. It kind of rhymes a little bit and it sounds good. And yeah, we all want increase. But yet, if you take this as a word from God in 2020... God is going to open a new door and bring about supernatural increase like never before. And you start meditating on that and you start praying over it and you start you start praying over him to give more information. Lord, what what do you mean by that? What give more revelation on it? and you start praying for him and you start praying for me. The next thing you know, you start coming up higher and higher and higher and higher. So, so I'm also setting an expectation for this next service that we're about to go into on how we receive this. Okay, in Ephesians chapter four. Thank you, Father. I'm in Romans, so I need to. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Ephesians four, verse seven. Thank you, Father. But unto every one of us, I'm reading the King James. It says, but unto every one of us, say every one. But unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift, the gift of Christ. Say the gift of Christ. Christ. Wherefore, he says, when he, Christ, ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and he gave what? Gifts unto men. So what happened? Jesus went down to the lower parts of the earth. He went to hell for you and me. And this is one of the scriptures where said, well, Jesus didn't go to hell. Yes, he did. If he didn't, you would have to. So it said, it said he ascended. And he, see, if you, read, if you read other places, it said he preached the gospel in hell. And it said he led captivity captive. So he, he, he went to hell, and he took a whole bunch out of hell with him. <laughs> so you're like, that's in the word? I don't have time for that this morning. But he let he led captivity captive, and so he went up. Then, then what happened? He said, he gave gifts unto men. Say gifts. Gifts. Yes. Hallelujah. Verse, verse 9. Now that he that ascended was he that also descended... First into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is also the same also that ascended up high far above all heaven. That he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. So when he descended, he gave gifts unto men. Well, what were the the gifts? The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. You see, you understand when Jesus ascended up on high, he gave gift. Jesus gave the gift, the gifts. So, so when we talk about looking at and finding the the church you're called to be at and be planted there is not just a place where you're going on a Sunday, but it's a place where I need to hear from the gift that God has placed in my life today at 11 o'clock. I need to hear, I need to hear the gift that God has placed into my life. And that gift is Dr. Jerry Savell. I need to hear that gift. Why? Why? Then I mean, it tells us why. Why did you need the gifts? The next verse says, for the perfecting of the saints. I don't know about you, but, but I could assure you some perfecting, right? I could, I could, I'm so grateful that, that he's changed me. I mean, if you knew me 26 years ago, you would kind of laugh at me. There were some people that after I got born again and went back home, they were like, is he really saved? Is he really saved? No, I'm really saved. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's still some things that God is doing in my life. Amen. But, I, but, but the thing is, is I need the gift. You know, some people have a mentality and they'll go to church, to church, to church, to church. And they're, li- they're, listen- they're listening to voices, but they don't have a gift. So I, Paul said, you have, many, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. I mean, you're listening to a lot of things and some of those things are good and vital, but, but the thing is, is what are the gifts that God has planted you in? And it says for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry and what for the edifying of the body of Christ. So these gifts are for a purpose. Therefore, changing us, therefore, for, for so we can do the work of what God's called us to do. The work of the word ministry means serving. Meaning, meaning these gifts are placed in my life so I Art, so I can understand and know and fulfill what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm grateful for what God's done in my life, and I'm glad that He's <laughs> called me to be a pastor. But as your pastor, Art, I understand that you're called to the work of the ministry. Each one of you, you have a work. There's a service that you're called to. And you know what? That service will never come to its fullness until you're planted under the right gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Romans chapter one. So this is not about edifying a man. See, what I want you to see is coming to the house of God with an expectation to receive from the gift. Now, I repent on behalf, you know, Nehemiah repented on behalf of all the Jewish people and all all the, um, the all the Israelites. And you know what? And he never lived in Israel. Nehemiah repented on behalf of all the Israelites and he never lived in that hometown. But yet he took it in responsibility and said, said, Father, I repent for my whole nation. So I want to I tell you, I, I, I repent on behalf of pastors that took advantage of people. I repent on behalf of pastors that have put their agenda ahead of God's agenda. Because I want to be a, I want to be the right gift. We want to be the right gift for you. In Romans chapter 1, and this goes back to how are we receiving our apostle? How are we receiving the gifts? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you saw me look at the clock. I'm going, oh, man. I just haven't got to my introduction yet. (laughs) Romans 1. Romans 1, verse 4. Hmm. No, I repent for that. That was my introduction. Lord. Verse four, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have, by whom we have received grace what and apostleship. By whom we've received grace and apostleship. So Paul is saying, I received grace, but also I received apostleship. For obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. Verse seven. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse eight. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Now hear this. Now this is one that a guy that's, this is a man that is called by grace and called to an apostleship. He's called, he recognizes the grace on his life and he recognized that he is an apostle. That he's a gift. And what does he do? He says, he starts thanking them. He starts thanking God for them. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my whole spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. Now I'm praying that I have a prosperous journey at some point so I can come to you. Then he says this, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. So what does an apostle do? They deposit other spiritual gifts. He says, I long to come to you. I can't wait to come to you. I believe that Dr. Siddell can't wait to get here this morning for the 11 o'clock service because he has something he wants to impart to us as heritage of faith. I long to come to you. Hear that. Hear what the apostle Paul is saying here. Here's an apostle that is a gift. And he's saying, I long to come to you that I might impart to you a spiritual gift. What is a spiritual gift? It is a divine deposit. A divine deposit. I want to impart to you a divine deposit. And I love what the Amplified says. To strengthen and establish you. See, when when we set our faith to receive from Dr. Savell, and we receive that he has a word for us, what is that word meant to do? It is meant to strengthen us and it's meant to establish us. See, when you come in here on a Sunday morning and you're hearing the word through the gift, it's so you can be strengthened and it's so you can be established. Strengthened, say that, Strengthened. And established. I don't know about you, but that's what I want in my life. So, so I need to approach Dr. Savell as not just another speaker, someone that's on television or someone that does this, or he's this type of preacher, that type of, no, he's an apostle. And when I receive his gift, it will strengthen my life and it will establish my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. In verse 12, he says, That is that we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted. So I'm releasing this gift, this gift, I'm releasing that Dr. Savelle, he has a desire to impart a gift so we can be strengthened and established. Now get this, that is that we may mutually be strengthened. What's he saying? He's saying, what what is he saying? Paul's saying, you know what, I've received some things from God. Philip, there's some things that I've received from God. You know what? And I want you to come up on my level. I want you to come up and I want you to receive the things that I've received. I I want us to have this mutual strengthening. I want us to come up. So what Dr. Zavell comes and does is he's heard some things from heaven. He's heard some things about 2020. He's going to hear some things that God wants to do in this service. And what happens is when he deposits that, what happens is we come up on the same level that he's at. You know what? And the same thing, Sunday after Sunday as your pastor, I go to the throne room, I hear from God, I get charged, I get excited, then I deposit into you, what? I'm bringing you up on my level. I'm bringing up, on, not that I'm better than you, it's just, hey, I went and heard something from God, and I want you to hear what I heard from God, because what you, what I heard from God took me higher, you know what? It's going to take you higher. Amen. Amen. But if you don't receive it as a gift, then you'll be, you'll leave here and say, oh, well, that was, that was nice. I don't know if I believe it. I'm not sure about that prosperity thing. I'm not sure about that. Get over it. If you have a problem with it, find another church. I don't. But the point you have to understand is 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 I want everything that God has for me as found in this word. As found in this word. Thank you, Father. Give me twelve more minutes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to, go to Luke chapter four. You know, some people have the idea as well, if God's going to do it, then God's just going to do it. If God wants to show up in a church service, then, you know, he's going to do it. No, he won't. There's a lot of churches <laughs> that are meeting today but aren't experiencing him. This will not be a dead church. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, in the last days, you know, God, there, there, there is a great awakening taking place in the earth right now. Amen. And whatever God wants to do before He returns, I want it to happen right here, and I want it to happen in me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Now, now think about this. Now, how many people can say Jesus was anointed. Yes. That's a, that's a stupid question, right, Pastor Dustin? We know he's anointed, but you know what? Not everywhere that Jesus went, miracles took place. What did God say in John three sixteen? For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so for God so loved the world, he gave. So what we have to understand is Jesus is a gift. Now, now we all get that, right? We all understand that. We understand that, that that Jesus was God's very best. We know that. But yet, in Luke chapter 4, you had a whole group of people that are hearing Jesus, the man of God, the son of God, the gift, who I believe operated and walked as a pastor, as a prophet, as evangelist, as an apostle and a teacher. I believe he was, see, I believe he was all five of them. So when he ascended up on high, he gave gifts unto men. You see, he was all five of them. (laughs) He was all five of them. So when he left heaven, he's like, there's gifts. Five different ones. But Jesus operated in in all of them, and he was this gift. And now think about this. If Jesus showed up here today and Jesus preached a message, would everyone in this place receive from him? Well, we have a good example in Luke chapter four. They didn't. Now get that the first message he stood up and preached. After he got done preaching, it was like cricket, 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 cricket. Jesus, he reads, he reads the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel. And he goes on reading Isaiah 61. He hands the book and he sits down and says, today, this is fulfilled in your ears. See, we get an idea. They're like, yeah, Woo! yes, I'm, yeah, I'm poor. I could receive the gospel. I, I'm blind. I could be healed and I, I could do that. But yet cricket, cricket, they looked on him and hated him. They took him outside and took up, up on a, on a high hill because they wanted to throw him off and stone him. I'm so grateful for my first message that didn't happen. Now, some of you weren't too sure, but (laughs) I mean, so if any, any new ministers here and you stand up and, and preach and no one responds, Hey, you're in good company with Jesus. (laughs) So that's what really happens in chapter eight, verse 18 through 30. But then it gets down to verse 31. And he came, this is the next place he went after he left there. And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he taught them on the Sabbath days. And what? They were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. Now think about that. You had a whole group of people that just heard him preach and they received nothing. They wanted to stone him, but he goes somewhere else and preaches. And it said, they recognized they were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. And the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone, what have we to do with thee that Jesus of Nazareth art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who are you? The holy one of God. And Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spoke among them saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Now get this. They said, what a word is this? You see, there's a, see, you're, you get what you're expecting to get. If you're not expecting anything from me on a Sunday morning, you're going to get nothing. If we're not receiving Dr. Svelte as an apostle, then we're not going to receive what we need that will cause us to be strengthened and established. You see, two different people heard the same message. And yet you had one group got nothing and you had another one said, what? They said, we were astonished at his word. See, it's how you receive the gift that determines what you receive from the gift. But did Jesus say they receive you, they'll receive me. See, if you don't receive me as a gift, you're not gonna receive what Jesus has for you today. And you're, gonna, you're always gonna hit a lid in your life and wondering why you keep going through the same cycles in your life. I mean, that's how important it is to honoring the gifts. Like I said, it's not about honoring Justin. It's about honoring the gift not about honoring the man. The man is a natural man. It's about honoring the gift. Yeah, we honor it. We honor it. We need to honor each other. Yes. But the gift. Yes. Make much of the gift. Yes. Thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Man. Just a couple examples. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Oh, man. Just while you're turning there. Mary, when she went to the tomb of Jesus, she came back and she went and told them. And when they, it said, when they heard he was alive, it said, they believed not. What would have happened if they believed the messenger? Because the messenger, the angel told her to go tell them, but they didn't receive the message. What if they had received a little sooner? (laughs) We don't know. Hebrews chapter four, verse two, you can just make note of that. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, talking about the, the people in Egypt. And he said, the word did not profit with them because they didn't mix faith with it. Meaning they heard the word, but they didn't really add their agreement to what they heard. They didn't take it as a, a word for them that would change them. So we have to stop listening to a message and thinking it has to do with the person next to us. You know, it's like, you know, that person sure needs to hear that. Or you're sitting there, man, I hope my wife is taking notes. No, you need to receive it for yourself. <laughs> I love rabbit trails. I love rabbit trails. Hallelujah. Holy ghost trails. So Matthew chapter 13. Man, thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 13. Thank you, Lord. Where do you want me to start? Thank you, Lord. Verse 11, he says, he answered and said of them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now, you could say, you could say, oh, well, see, it's only for certain people that really need to receive things. No, he, this is talking about something all, all different, right? We're, we're in the new covenant now. It's, it's he sent the gifts now. But I want you to stay, understand this first point here. It says, it's unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Verse 12. For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have, and he shall have more in abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away even what he has. Therefore, speak I to them in parables, because... They seeing, they see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. Verse 14, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, by hearing, you shall hear. Hallelujah. And you shall understand, and seeing, you shall see, and shall not perceive. Now, let's look at verse 15, for this people. Now, what people he's talking about? He's talking about the people that can't understand, and they can't see, and they can't hear. And he's talking about the people that can't understand the mysteries. Why can't they understand? It's not because they don't have the ability to. It's not because God doesn't want them to understand the mysteries. That's a better way of saying it. It's not because God doesn't want them to understand. But there's an issue here. What's the issue? For this people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing. It's not because God doesn't want them to know the mysteries it's not God doesn't want, it's just your, your, your heart is wax gross. I mean, there's so many things in your heart you can't hear what the gift is saying. And then it says here, you're a doll of hearing. And we hear this, and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their ears and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts and should be converted and I should heal them. Now now think about that for a moment. He's saying, their heart is wax gross, in their dull of hearing. In their eyes they have closed. See, it's a choice whether you receive the gift or not. It's a choice whether you allow myself or Dr. Savell to be a voice into your life. Because it says, if we receive those things. He goes, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. Say, see with your eyes. Say, hear with your ears. ears. And should understand with your heart. And I should now now hear this. If I do those three things, what would happen? I would be converted and I would be healed. Converted means changed or transformed. See, a lot of us are wanting to be transformed and changed. And we we want everything that God has for us. But are we receiving the gift. See, it's how you hear and how you receive that determines the transformation and the healing that will take place in your life. Let me close with this. Go to Acts chapter eight. Thank you, Father. We thank you for the word. Hallelujah. Acts chapter eight. I'm so expecting the word that Dr. Savell is going to bring forth in the next service. Hallelujah, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready for things to change in my life. Amen, there's things that God's called me, me and Annette to do, but you know what, I, I, there's, I need, I need, there's things from the word that I need, amen. Hallelujah, Acts chapter eight, verse four. It says, therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ unto them. So what preaching has to do with speaking. Verse six. And the people with one accord gave heed, gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Now think about that. They gave heed. What does give heed? Jesus throughout his ministry said, take heed to what you hear. He also said, take heed to how you hear. What does heed mean? He means to turn the mind to. It means give attention to. It means to apply oneself. It means to attach oneself to. It means to hold or cleave to a person or a thing. It means to give or be addicted to. It means to devote thought and effort to. Now think about that. So get this. It says, as he preached with one accord, they gave heed to those things that Philip spoke. See, when they took heed that Philip was a gift from God, they attached themselves to it. They gave thought to it. They gave attention to it. What was the next thing that happened? Hearing and seeing the miracles, which he did. Verse seven, for unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. You see, there's a connection in miracles taking place and giving heed to the gift. We see it in Jesus's life. I can take you to Romans chapter 15 and show you in Paul's life. I can take you in other examples in the book of Acts. But there's a connection in receiving the gift. How do you receive a gift? By hearing what they have to say and receiving it, holding to it, cleaving to it. Dr. Savell is my apostle. I'm going to cleave to him. I'm going to to attach myself to him. Why? He's my gift. Why? Because I want to be strengthened and established in what God is speaking through him for me right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Do you receive this word today? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. And I love how it ended there in acts four, it says, and there was great joy in the city. <laughs> great. And there was great joy in the city. I'm telling you, I, I'm 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 expect, oh, I Come to church expecting that you're going to receive from the gift that God has placed in your life, whether it's Doctor Savell as our apostle, whether it's myself or anyone else. And I'm telling you, you will see your life go to another level. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thrive Group leaders, can you come forward? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Everyone bow your head for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Father as a as a church, as a follower of you, And I'll pray based on myself. I repent for seasons and times when I've taken the gifts for granted that you have placed in my life. Now, if that that thought resonates with you, and you know that there's times you've taken for granted the gifts that God's placed in your life, lift your hand. Just keep your hand up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just repeat this after me. Father God, I'm grateful for the gifts that you placed in my life. I'm grateful for the pastors that you placed in my life. I'm grateful for Dr. Savell as an apostle over this house that you've placed him in my life. We repent for ways that we may have taken those gifts for granted. Thank you, Father, that from this day forward we receive the gifts. We accept them as something personal for us. And as we receive them, It will cause us to be strengthened. It will cause us to be established. We will see signs and wonders and miracles as we receive the gifts. It will bring transformation to our lives and to our families. It will bring healing to our families and healing to our land and our community. And Father, we thank you as we receive the gifts, it will bring great joy into our lives and it'll bring great joy into this city. And we thank you for it in Jesus name. Give me a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.